Welcome back to Joy Video Game and Movie Podcast. I'm Russ. He is Steve. And we peer into our proverbial gaming crystal ball. Episode 305 today, February 2nd, 2023. We're going to be getting right into our topic of the day, which is... The 2023 games we are most excited for. Before we do that, make sure you caress that subscribe button and prod that notification bell. That way, you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week, each week. Steve, this has always been something that I, as I believe you, look forward to. You know, where like the new year is upon us. We get to kind of peer into the forecast of what may be, what possibly could be, and what was, what date was called too soon. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And it's coming out in the fall. We mean next spring. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did we say fall of this year? Oh, it's next year. (laughs) And the year after that. Yes. You know, it it has been, uh, I would say a few years where we just, you know, once, once COVID hit and 2020 happened and everything else, like it just, it it really, it it put a hamper on the schedule. Yes. A stinky mildewy wet hamper soiled Mm. even. Yeah. And what has happened as you know, (laughs) is like we keep getting these updates from various developers where it's like, they'll say, Oh, well, you know, we had this game that was supposed to come out in 2020 or maybe it was 2021. And then it gets kicked to 2022 and now it's been kicked to 2023. And so bones. Yeah. (laughs) That one has been (laughs) teasing us for a while now. That's been goosing. It has indeed. So what we do, oh what we decided to do and what we do typically around this time of year is actually browse, peruse, thumb through the files, sift even through the various games that are slated for release in 2023. So on my nice little laptop right here, I have concocted have you a list of 17 games that I know I'm excited for, and I'm pretty sure you are as well. Let's hear him, Russ. So the first one on my list is one that's actually available now. It's called Dead Space Remake. I was uh, a fan of the original Dead Space. Did you ever play the the original Dead Space? Russ, I looked at the cover quite a bit. Uh Uh-huh. But I never... You thought about it really hard? You thought thought about playing it really hard? Yeah, just mm, thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't get there, but uh, I heard it's a little scary. It is actually. It's it's very scary. The when I was playing it, it was probably one of the scariest games Mm. I had played. I think it was on the Xbox 360, if I'm not mistaken. Had to be the first one. Did you have to keep a clean pair of shorts handy? I mean, it it was pretty gory. Like they the so since you haven't played it, the kind of the, the, the gameplay mechanic is that you have these kind of almost like resident evil type of, uh, monster zombie creature things, right. That are like coming after you and you, you can't just like blast them in the head and take them out. Like you have to actually slowly, but surely dismember them. So they have like these big old like arms and legs, appendages, things. And you have to like, 
you know, take out one of the legs and take out an arm and, you know, you're, you're slowly just, just <laughs> reducing them to a big pile of goo. Like, like it's, 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 uh, a very novel approach to how survival horror games work. Hmm. And, and, and it was really popular. I mean, like it has this cult following now of fans who really dig the sci-fi thing that they really like the survival horror thing. And there are, I would say a number of people who kind of compare it to resident evil in a way, which is why I think for someone like you, you being the resident resident evil expert with all the resident mm. evil games you've played that you would be very much into this particular title. That's fascinating. Russ. Yeah. And it is in space. Hence dead <clears throat> space. Yes. And okay. So did you ever see, I can't remember if you saw it or not the movie event horizon way back. It sounds very familiar. So it was a bit of kind of like a survival horror type movie okay. back in the day. Really disturbing stuff. Anyway, the premise of the film was that there was like some sort of giant spaceship that Earth had sent out on some expedition or whatever. They lost contact with it, but then it had come back and they yeah. saw some sort of like little, you know, beacon thing. Like, you know, oh, a distress signal, basically. Help us, help us. Help so us. they sent a smaller ship to go and investigate. And then mm. when once they dock on the ship, then all of a sudden they realize, whoa, like there's all kinds of untold horrific things that have happened here. And how mm. do we ourselves survive? So Dead Space takes that loose high level premise and puts it into the game. But it, there, well, obviously there are some differences and that sort of thing. You basically play as Isaac, who's kind of this uh, expert engineer guy. And you have a team of other people who have different specialties and that sort of thing. So you're basically having to go around this huge ship and slowly but surely bring it back online all the while having to like survive like all these encounters and whatnot. Honestly, I think you're going to really like it when you check it out. Which brings me to the fact that next week's episode, we're going to be giving our impressions of Dead Space Remake that just dropped last week. Now, have you seen the trailer for the remake, Steve? Yes, I have, Russ. Oh, what did you think of that? I thought it was okay. Yeah? Um, I mean, it looked kind of just dark all over the place, which I don't know. I kind of want it a variety of stuff like, like you're going to go through and oh in the next level you're going to go it's dark <laughs> and then it just like slowly gets darker and darker and then you just can't, can't see anything you're like I don't even know what I'm supposed to shoot you know I don't know it, it, was, a, it was a bit I don't know I think because Generic, you maybe? didn't play the first game mm. you don't really have anything to really compare it to as you're playing the game, you are slowly restoring power to the ship. So like the, oh. the dark areas, some of those dark areas actually get well lit. Mm. And, um, and in terms of the graphics, my goodness, it's pretty impressive. Like when you look at how the graphics were, and actually when the first game came out, it was a pretty good looker. I mean, like you, you were just like, wow, this is, this is pretty amazing. Now you compare the, the graphics engines and you're like, oh my goodness, it makes the first one look so basic. So that makes someone like me really happy because I'm definitely into mm. like having proper remakes, not, not the lazy ones. Yeah, but, of course. And I feel like we're in this like really exciting time where there have been a number of successful remakes that have, I don't know, I, th I think it's, it's not only met our expectations, but exceeded them. Are you just talking about Resident Evil? 
And Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. That is mm. correct. Okay. Now we get some dead space. Now I get some... Spaceo de Dedo. Indeed, Steve. So the second game on this list, I, I don't think you have played either, <laughs> mm. which oh, is Octopath joy. Traveler 2. Definitely not, Russ. I haven't played that one. And I know you haven't because your first game was an exclusive, I believe, for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, don't have that one. Mm-hmm. Don't have the Switch. <laughs> Woe is you, Steve. Octopath. Does that Whoa mean like you. Octo 8, right? Uh, eight paths. So the premise is, is that, so, oh, well, let me back up. First of all, it's kind of like the retro look of, of how like RPGs, first of all, it's an RPG game. Oh. But it's like that kind of isometric top down with the sprites oh, and they're moving right. around. But yes. what they've done is more of like a 2.5D mm. with the sprites. So you have these multiple layers as you're moving around. So it gives kind of a 3D world, but it's not. And the idea is, is that you have um, multiple characters. I mean, it may, it may be eight of them, hence the title. <laughs> but um, I, I haven't beaten the first game yet. What you do is you choose like which person you want to start with, and oh. then you take that character to a certain point, and then you have kind of the option to then choose the next type of character you want. And each one has their own kind of lifestyle and profession and blood type. Um, their own kind of like motivation for going out <laughs> into the world kind of thing. And then slowly but surely their paths begin to cross. And so it's a pretty unique title one that i was definitely having fun with and unfortunately i think it was uh kind of put toward the wayside just because there were other games that were coming out and and i mean to get back to us that's what you've said for like the last 200 games oh i know oh i know it's it's at the point where there are I don't know. It's, it's like you you beat one and you feel like, oh, okay, I beat that one. I can take that off the pile. Then like three more games get put on the pile. You're like, okay. But it's a good problem to have, Steve. I would rather have it be that way than the other way. This is true. Anyway, the second one looks uh, just like what made the first one so fun and cool and everything else. And, uh, and what's nice about this game is that this will not be a Nintendo Switch exclusive. This will also be available on... Xbox as well as uh, PS5. Well, how about that? How about that? And uh, honestly, I'm curious to see what you think of that when that game comes out, just because I do think it's up your alley. It's going to be on uh, Game Pass, Russ? I don't know. I I'm not so. sure. I like me some Game Pass. You have to, you'll have to, well, you, you can look while I'm going down the list if you like. Well, I, well when's it coming out? I, I don't know the release date. I... I've not looked at any stage two. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'll just um, take a little look here. Mm-hmm. I'm holding before I go on to the next one. Is, no, not is, will Octopath be on game? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And um, did you put Octopath Traveler two? Uh, it figured that out. Okay. And um, Octopath Traveler two may not arrive on. Uh, it's a, just a maybe rush. Uh, but signs are pointing no. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I do think, though, if if they end up not being on Game Pass, it's probably a title that'll probably only be like 50 bucks. Oh, yeah? It's not going to be like one of those $70 $70 Call of Duty smackers. Yeah, yeah. Now, this next game is Wolong <clears throat> Fallen Dynasty. Yes! Why don't you uh, explain why you're excited about that one, Steve? Uh, well, um, the designers of the game sound like they're wonderful people. Very humble, great guys. Do you uh, know which developer it is? Um... I forgot because I'm terrible with names, but I remember reading a lot of their tweets and they were like just talking about their game and how like everyone was going, this looks great. And then they started saying, oh, but yeah, but here's what we needed to improve. And and it was just, it was like just refreshing. Mm. It was, it was very good. And this game preview came mm. out when all we were seeing was just like regular, more regular kind of dull demos sure. and stuff. And then this came out like powy right in the kitchen. And it was fantastic. The game kind of looks like a, no, it's not. Like I was going to say like a more um, Chinese mythology version of, um, of um, Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring and it's old. <laughs> uh, but this one's more, I mean, it's not open world. At least it doesn't look like the way to me. It looks like it's really linear, sort of, kind of. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going. I, I don't think it's going to be as expansive as Elden Ring. Yeah, probably it's not. not it's not that. being hailed as like an action RPG. Yeah, but no. the uh, developer is Team Ninja, Steve. Team Ninja, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite developers. Is that so, Ross? It is indeed. They did Ninja Guidance, Steve. Anyhow, so it's going to be freaking hard. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> well, and not only that. What's crazy is is that so what's crazy? their previous games are already hard. They're advertising this particular title as a Souls-like game. Mm, that's right. So we're going to be seeing some pretty insane difficulty, I think. But when you look at the depth, there's like plenty of moves. This is not like a tap the X button a bunch of times or tap the shoulder button. Like, you know, it looks like there's going to be a lot of moves, a lot of showmanship going on. Oh, the, yeah. the enemies look great. Yeah. The main characters look great. The backgrounds yeah. look great. The environments look great. And this, this one is... Uh, was going to be on the top of the list, Russ. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this bad boy. Yeah, no, it, it definitely looks really cool. I am also in the same boat. I, mm. I think that the the graphics engine just looks really impressive and beautiful. The <clears> techniques <throat> that are on the yeah. display, which again, I mean, like if you've played previous Team Ninja titles, they're known for that. Like they, they've, that's it's kind yeah. of been their bread and butter. Do you know offhand when that's supposed to be released this year? No. But I can find out, Russ. Oh, well, it's good. probably going to be second half of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. you want to say uh, cue up the uh, the next one on the list there, Russ? Indeed, Steve. Indeed. I so shall look this up. As we have mentioned in the past with Dead Space Remake, there's another remake coming out, and I think it's actually coming out fairly soon. I want to say it's going to be dropping either in March or April, somewhere around there. Uh, but it's Resident Evil 4 remake. Huh? And that is no surprise whatsoever in the sense that the previous couple of remakes they've done with Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake, as well as even their, their Resident Evil Village mm. title, you know, Capcom is on a tear. They're, they're absolutely like just killing it. No pun intended. <laughs> 
Shotgunning it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Steve? Uh, Wulong is coming out in March. March! Right around the corner. First, so the, yeah, right around the end of uh, first quarter. March Trace. Very nice. That's one month from today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be that both that title as well as Resident Evil 4 Remake are dropping probably around that same time. Mm. That radius. Man. You're going to have to have First extra, quarter, perhaps. Yeah. Extra bucks available to buy multiple games is... Indeed. But yeah, well, what are your thoughts on Resident Evil 4? Because I think you... You weren't as on fire for the original Resident Evil 4, right? Like, didn't you say it was I, kind of a departure from what was expected from the, the series? Not a bad departure, but just different. Like, it was definitely better than Resident Evil 3. Uh, but yeah, that's when things started to really change up. You were behind the shoulder of the person. You can actually kick away people. You didn't have to wait till like, oh, there's nothing I can do because you're holding my pinky. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the <laughs> bite happens. So there, it was definitely some, some changes that were made and it was good. There was, a, it is one of those games where you do kind of spend a lot of time in, in the same environment. Not not the same environment. It looks all the same. It looks dreary everywhere you go. Yeah. Like Resident Evil Village, you're in this beautiful mansion, and then it's like dawn, and then it's dusk, and then it's, you know, and yeah, you're kind of in the same place, but it looks different because you're in there at different parts of the day, and places look different inside than they do outside. So, but this, you're just in this real run-down village, and... um. I think it's in Latin America. I think I believe. I never played it. I remember they were saying a bunch of stuff I'm like that. Sounds like it's Spanish. And then I would ask my friend, uh, my, <laughs> and I was like, "What are they saying?" Uh-huh. And he's like, and "They're calling you an a hole." <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked my friend of Hispanic descent. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, I didn't really take many classes in Espanol <laughs> in high school. I didn't learn those words. <laughs> well, I do think it's oh, going to be a lot of fun man. to be able to see what they do with this title graphically. <laughs> um, I don't think that they're going to probably going to deviate too much from mm. the tried and true gameplay mechanics. I think this one, if I'm not mistaken, the Resident Evil um, Village was for both consoles, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Because I remember I, I played it first on... Yeah. Anyway, so I think this one is just going to be next generation. Okay. I believe. Well, okay. So yes. that's interesting to think about, too, just because if they're not going to be supporting PS4 and Xbox One, then maybe they'll be able to actually push their tech a bit further and... Push it real good. Mm -hmm. But at the same time... If they're in kind of more of like this third world country where there's lots of um, kind of outdoor environments, I don't know if they're necessarily going to have, well, I mean, you tell me, like, were there any kind of like underground, like futures, scientific labs or anything like that that you came across? Russ, that would be spoiler territory, wouldn't it? Oh, well. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All ah, right. 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 <laughs> well. We'll be able to see some ray tracing goodness, I'm sure. Yeah. The next game on the list is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Figured you'd have that one. 
This is a no-brainer for me, especially. I know you played the game as well. You were pretty impressed by it. I think that one's on pre-order through Microsoft already. Really? Yeah. I saw it on the dashboard. When is that one coming out? Ah, kick. I mean, find out, Russ. It's probably going to be this month. <laughs> it's probably going to be in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you, Steve. You're my co-pilot on yeah. this magic carpet ride. Boy. Anyway, while he's looking for the uh, drop date, so to speak. So Fallen Jedi was, by and large, one of my absolute favorite Star Wars titles. Nah, never mind. It was April 28th. Okay, not, not quarter. There you, there you go. go. Well, still. But um, in terms of the first game, mm. they did so many things right. So many things right. And honestly, I think that they were more successful in tapping into the spirit of Star Wars better than some of the actual more recent films of Star Wars. That's true. And when I think back, like, there have been a sprinkling of certain titles in the past that have been really good. Mm. And then there have been other Star Wars titles that have come out that like, you're just kind of like, well, that was a bit of an average experience. It wasn't mm. on that same level. That's right. And so I, for one, am very much looking forward to seeing where the story resumes. What would say you, Steve? Yeah. What kind of seeds can you get and plant in the ship and that kind of thing? Who's going to betray you next? Yep. What more force push goodness can you do? I'm looking for, apparently, like, Respawn Entertainment has really listened to the fans because mm. I guess through some of the, the, the Star Wars thing. forums, yeah. the fans start listening like, hey, you know, based off the first game, we would love it if you did X, Y, Z, like made this huge list. And apparently they have addressed just about all of their asks from the, the have, fans. Have the fans asked, like, if I sweep my lightsaber through something, mm. like flesh, mm -hmm. Will it actually cut the flesh before the hundredth swipe? I don't know, Steve. You have to look yourself. Hmm. Go in there. How can I do that, Russ? I'm looking up so many dates right well, now. Well, not right now, but like <laughs> after the the recording. <laughs> um, you can take a look, see. But no, like I, I've noticed even in the trailer, they had the ability for him to actually ride on the backs of some, you know, mm. other alien worldly Ewoks. species and stuff. And yeah. You can tell that they're like even the combat has mm. uh, the combat to begin with. I thought was actually really well done. It had kind of a direction of almost like a, a souls like experience too with some of the those encounters that you had. Mm. And they have expanded upon that. So I don't know. I just loved the atmosphere of the first title. I felt like from the moment you first were in that that huge junkyard area where like they were dismantling star destroyers and whatnot. I was I was sold. I, I think like, that was yes. the first game that I played where the loading screen was you walking through a narrow passage. Oh. I think I think that's the first game that I played where they implemented that. I'm like, ooh, this is kind of cool. Uh, like, <laughs> but why are there so many? He's like, ah, oh, another one. Ah, uh, just gotta uh, get around, move around here. I'm like, okay. There's a lot of narrow passages. My I goodness. feel so close to you all of a sudden. <laughs> This game makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah. No, I'm definitely looking forward to it. The one thing that I can say that I'm a little like eh mm. on is that the the main character, the main protagonist now has like this, this facial hair. And uh. I just I don't know if I dig it. And, and it's funny considering that I have facial hair and you have facial hair. But looking at the protagonist, I'm like, 
I don't know if that works or not. I kind of prefer him clean shaven for what, I mean, whatever reason. Obviously there are Jedi's in the world of Star Wars that have beards. They can rock beards for whatever reason. When I saw the, and I think it may be because like, it's like, it's not like a full beard, but it's also not five o'clock shadow. It's kind of more in between. I don't know. Did you, did you notice that at all? I kind of did, but I, it was kind of forgettable at the same time. Um, there may be a way to customize your character at some point. Maybe that was the whole intention was to, was to see like, Oh yeah. Okay. Your character has this, but if you want, you can change it back because there was some customization stuff in there more so with like clothes. Yeah. You had clothes. Yeah. You definitely had like a, a wardrobe that you could uh, go through. But honestly, I don't know if they're going to be having a BD one. I think you could customize a little bit. Yeah. I love me some BD. Buddy. But yeah, I don't know if they have also included the ability to uh, customize his face. That'd be cool. You know, be able to do certain things like that. I dig that. Uh, Redfall is a game that has been teased to us for at least a couple of years now. Where the Vampire I, one? Yeah, it's the one by Arcane Studios where it's a four-player co-op first-person shooter game where it's like you're going through this town and you're trying to survive against all these different vampires and whatnot. I mean, I'm a big fan of Arcane Studios, generally speaking. Like, all of their games that they've made have been very unique, very smartly designed. And this... I don't know, like, like it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the Left 4 Dead games that came out a while back that were super fun, but that was more zombie based. Right. This one has vampires, and I think they're going to have a little more of kind of a search and discovery kind of a spin on the whole thing. But I don't know, like, I think when it comes to this current gen of games, like, I, I really think that we really haven't had four-player co-op games. This is true, Russ. You know, like when I think of Halo Infinite, I mean, Halo is a game that like since the very first title, you've been able to play co-op through. And to this day with Halo Infinite, I don't, I still don't think that they have like a, an ability to be able to go through four-player co-op through the story. No. And so I think that's, that's kind of been this, this void that hasn't been filled. It's kind of like, man, where's the, where's the, the multiplayer co-op story campaign experience. And so I think that this is going to help fill that. I did notice that the graphics took a bit of a downgrade hit from like, kind of like their E3 press conference presentations. Not a, not a terrible one, but like I watched, I assume you did too. The more, the more recent like Xbox developer presentation thing. And they showed Redfall. Did you, did you watch that part? I did. Yes. Did you notice how like the graphics seemed to take just, yeah, I did notice that. Um, I'm, it makes me wonder if they're going to be putting it on the next gen plus the previous gen. And usually when that happens, they have to downgrade everything. Mm-hmm. Not by a lot, but by some. Or what they did is just release a very nice PC version. Well, I don't remember on that one if they said, hey, this is we're running this on a console or we're running this on a PC. or Because usually they, they're pretty good at saying what they're running it on. Like this is game footage. You know, this is running on whatever. Because I think Ubisoft came under fire for a few uh, games that they were showing on a nice PC, which makes the game look great. And then when you bought it and put it on your Xbox or your PlayStation, it was not nearly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hence uh, Assassin's Creed, for example. 
Yes. Yeah. No, Ubisoft has been guilty of doing that mm. several times, which is a bummer because it used to not be that way. And then for whatever reason, it's like they started to, I mean, I think Watch Dogs was the first title I noticed it where I'm like, this doesn't look like the game they've been advertising. Like it took like a pretty sizable hit yeah. graphically speaking. So we'll have to wait and see, but I do think it is going to be fun and it'll be fun to be able to get some of our friends to join us on that rampage. Absolutely. Be really cool. Yes. The Legend of Zelda oh. Tears of the Kingdom. Now, this is a title that Steve How will much? have no ability whatsoever to play because oh. he is cheap. I'll let you talk about that one. He uh, <laughs> still does not own a Nintendo. You you really do need to get a Nintendo Switch, dude. Yeah. Really. I'll get right on it. There are many games on that game. The only thing I really want to play Platform is like the like. bowling and the table tennis. No man, there, there's there's all a, I want to play. Russ. There are a number of games on there, Steve. That I think you'd really like. Maybe Mario Kart. I don't know Mario. I love me some Mario Kart. But no, uh, the first um, Zelda game for the Switch was just this huge hit. It was a blockbuster of a game. That game was actually the the one that uh, from software used more or less as like the foundation for Elden Ring. I mean, that gives you an idea of like how forward thinking the first Zelda game was on the Switch. And so this game is the sequel to that. This game has been delayed also a number of times, and the fans are, are pretty much fine with it. They're like, you take as much time as you need on that because we want it to be the best it can possibly be. So mm. I, for one, I'm looking forward to it. I never beat the previous Zelda game. Mm. Again, my pile, very high. It doesn't matter. It's The pile doesn't discriminate against uh, different platforms. I have... PS5 games, Xbox Series X games, and Switch games that just I have not beaten yet. So, but what I, you know, what I did play of the game, I mean, there was a lot of brilliant game design through that. So, I, for one, I'm definitely looking forward to picking that one up as well. So really check that out. Zelda. Maybe by then you will have finally, finally gotten yourself a Switch. Nah. Oh. Nah. Stubborn. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Russ. What makes you so excited for Suicide Squad, Steve? Well, Russ, uh, Rocksteady makes me excited about Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, and uh, and the the humor was pretty funny. I mean, all the trailer like, we've seen like two trailers I think now, haven't we? Two at, at least. least. Yes, and it looks fun and it looks different. And I'm glad I'm not a superhero. Mm -hmm. Oh and really? Yeah, you, absolutely. So you, you like the idea of, of playing the villains this, this go-around? I want to be the shark. I want to be the shark, Russ. Gotcha. Was he mega shark? Brute shark? I don't know its name off the um, top of my head. I don't know either. Mm. Shark man. Yes. That's the character I want to play. Did you watch, this is a little off topic, but did you watch James Gunn's The Suicide Squad film? I think you did. Yes, Russ. We watched it separately in our own houses and then we did a review on it. Uh, that's a great Come movie. on, Russ. That's a great movie you know, right there. Even if we did see it together. Wait in, a minute. In, in the theater. Even if we did, no. I saw the movie in the theater. What are you talking no, about? No. Yeah, I did. No. Oh, I didn't. I guess that's probably, I don't, I didn't see you. I saw it as I streamed it. You did? Yes. You weren't with me? No. I do know that my wife went with me. Um, and I'm I wanna, not your wife, Russ. Well, but I think, I want to say I saw it twice in the theater. You weren't with me in the... 
That was a great movie. Fun. Anyway, you were saying about the game Suicide Squad, Steve. I don't know anymore, Russ. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the movie now. Yeah, good man. But it looks fun. And uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of gameplay, which is, I mean, they got to show us something at E3. Yeah. Gameplay-wise. But knowing that Rocksteady has released some pretty good games, and they have not disappointed Russ, this is, I think, going to be pretty good. Indeed, Steve. Indeed. Do you happen to know uh, when it's going to be re-released in um, 2023? September. I don't know when. I don't know if they've actually decided on a month yet. They've they've pretty much said yeah, it's coming out in 2023, but like I don't think they're going to be oh yeah committing to a month yet. At least, not to my knowledge. I don't know. Well, he's looking at data. Let me tell you something. Suicide Squad is, uh, well, I should say, has been a long time coming just because Batman Arkham Knight, which was Rocksteady's previous title, came out in 2013. So it has literally been 10 years, if I if I remember correctly, since they have released another title. I know they did the whole like Batman VR thing. I'm not counting that. I'm talking about like just your, your dedicated story campaign Batman titles. And so what's interesting is that you have seen certain trailers that have come out, like Steve was mentioning about how the game looks, just you see some kind of gameplay, although like to Steve's point, there really hasn't been a whole lot of gameplay footage revealed, which I, for one, would really like to see more of. It's interesting that they've been keeping that more and more under wraps. So um, did they have an actual month or no? May 26th. May 26th. So what's interesting about the games we've, we've covered so far is, I mean, we're basically going to be having heavy hitting games drop each month. I mean, we have games coming out this month in February. We have games in March. We have games in April and we have games in May. And I think it's just going to continue on. There will be something to buy and check out and play as long as they stick to their schedule each mm-hmm. month. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be prevalent. But no, I, I, for one, am am definitely looking forward to it. Kevin Conroy um, did this title before he unfortunately passed away. So this is one of his final performances. And also, too, if you recall, um, Sefton Hill, as well as um, the other co-founder of Rocksteady, they ended up leaving the studio at the end of 2022, which really surprised everybody. And so, I mean, I think the game is close to being complete and done, And thankfully, they were able to shepherd that almost to the finish line. But it does make me wonder, like, what the future holds for Batman titles with these studios with those head honchos out of the picture. Interesting to see. Interesting, Russ. Yeah. But no, that, I mean, if if they did it right, that could be probably one of my top five games of 2023. But we'll have to wait and see. Wait and see, Russ. What do I have next on my... Handy dandy. Oh, my handy dandy list. Street Fighter 6. Really? Street Fighter 6 is a game that both of us have made comments on about how we are very interested in picking that title up, that we feel like like they're doing a lot of things right mm. with the title. I did buy Street Fighter 5, mm. and it was a, a pretty fun go-through, but I feel like Street Fighter 6 is... I think that's the one. That, 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 there's going to be a lot of fun with that. What say you? It definitely looks 
pretty darn good. Yeah. For a Street Fighter sequel. The Street Fighter sequels, in my opinion, the only thing that's really improved, well, I mean, they've gotten 3D, but like the, the cutscenes are amazing. And like they flash a lot during the game, but the game didn't doesn't really take it a good jump. And this one, it looks like it's taking a pretty yeah. good jump. That being said, Russ, I'm still gonna suck at playing it. That's okay though. I that being said, I might not pick it up because uh, I probably would break it. Well, no, I mean, I think that Street Fighter is one of those stalwart titles, right? It's, it, it's like one of those, like, I mean, we grew up with Street Fighter 2. I grew up watching it. Well, I think you played a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need some someone to practice on. Hey, Steve, you suck. <laughs> Pick up the Alistair controller. Okay. I just think that, you know, since this game, th this iteration of the game has clearly piqued your interest that, you know, Maybe maybe your wife would like to play. You can play against her. Get her introduced to Street Fighter. But no, I do think what happened was they made a transition to the Unreal Engine for mm. the previous Street Fighter game. And I think they were still trying to figure out, okay, how do we get to grips with all that Unreal Engine has to offer? And uh. then based off of that, leverage our particular art direction, our art style. And I feel like... In Street Fighter Six, it's like, yeah, now we're comfortable. Now we got our stuff going, and you can just tell. It was like, wow, that that's a, a looker of a game. That's right. Just like you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. <laughs> Hollow Knight Silk Song. Do you remember this game? No. This was a game that was in the same vein as kind of like Ori and the Will of the Wisps, where it was that side scroller, but it has a 2.5D look to it. You're running around. I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but like you're running around, you got these different abilities, and you're, it's like I said, very much in that same kind of vein. I think that game was supposed to come out back in like 2021, I want to say. <sighs> so it's been delayed delays. a couple of years, but it too is scheduled to come out this year and I mean as you well know Steve I'm a fan of the 2.5D side scrollers all I see is the is like the cover no gameplay I'll go through this video I'll take yeah, I was going to say you're probably, you're probably not going to see any kind of movement through image Google uh, probably oh, I was figured not movement but I mean like I was hoping to see some gameplay screenshots ah yes not yes. exactly a movie yes indeed, Steve, yes, indeed. I can always go back and change it up well, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. That's great. Starfield. Yeah, that one's kind of on the fence. That's another one we haven't really seen any gameplay on. And the ship taking off is cool. Mm -hmm. The cutscenes are cool. It's Bioware. Which no. It's not. No, I thought it was Bioware. Is not Bioware? No. Who is it by? It's not Bioware. Who is it by? It's Bethesda. Bethesda. I meant to say Bethesda. That's why I'm here, Steve. Uh, I got the first letter right. <laughs> you did. <laughs> That's about the only letter you got right. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to get excited about something that where the majority of the game you're going to be interacting with, and they've shown us basically nothing with about it. I think it's been a very ambitious game. Yes. Um, Especially considering the fact that, that they've been 
teasing us with this idea that there are just all kinds of worlds that you can go visit. Like, right. like just it's the scope is insane. But yeah, I share your desire to want to see some gameplay and see like what's going on. My thing is, is that in the past, when it comes to different types of like action RPGs that Bethesda has done, they, on the one hand, it's like they make these huge sprawling worlds. I mean, it's very impressive and and you can literally do stuff with everything in the world. Like if you play Fallout, like it's designed where like you can pick up anything, you can MacGyver anything at a workbench and that's to the game's strength. However, at the same time, because the world is so expansive, the graphics engine takes a bit of a hit because it's like, well, my goodness, like this place is ginormous and, you know, almost in certain ways, I would say procedural-ish in nature. So like how on earth do you accommodate all the the visuals for that? So I'm curious to see how Starfield is going to be, but I mean, it is one of the titles that I think Xbox is definitely counting on for being a big hit just because as you know, Xbox uh, in 2022 really didn't have any kind of exclusive AAA yep. games that came out. I mean, it, it was it was pretty quiet. Bleak. Yeah. All quiet on the Western front, Russ. Do you think you're going to, well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. I was going to say, do you think you're going to get it? I'm like, he's going to get it because we're going to cover it. <laughs> do you think you're going to enjoy it? Do you think you're going to get wrapped oh, up in Oh, well, it? that's a little too soon to ask. Ross, I we, I got to see the gameplay. I got to oh. figure this thing out. I Fair mean, enough. you know, I think it's easier to say like, hey, you, you think you're going to enjoy Suicide Squad because yeah. I just, I mean, it's going to be kind of a beat em up game and I like those games, but Starfield, I don't know. Is, is this going to be mostly exploring and looking around? Wow. You know, collecting <laughs> minerals or is there going to, there going to be some like intense action? <laughs> You know, raging, Royden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are we going to get, Russ? <sighs> I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Right, it, again, right. uh, yeah. it's weird how... It's like a lot... All these games have been slated for 2023. However, some of them have not actually been given, like, a concrete... This is the month. Right. Or this is the day it's coming out. So you're just like, no. Eh, well. But I do think that game will be coming out in 2023. I don't think Xbox wants it to be, get pushed back any farther. I think they definitely, they need to have certain titles come out okay. that uh, remind its fan base why they purchased an Xbox Series X. <laughs> and not a PlayStation. Exactly. <laughs> That's just kind of how it works. Anyway. Oh. Alan Wake 2. I don't think you played the first Alan Wake. No, Russ. I have not. You call yourself a gamer. Look at all these games you haven't played. Heard of it, though, Russ. (laughs) I heard about it. (laughs) I heard about it real hard. Uh, It's a good list. Alan Wake (laughs) is one of those games. Honestly, I'm surprised you didn't play it because Mm. it, it kind of is in that same vein as Silent Hill. A little bit. That's what I heard. A little bit. That's what I heard. Story's really good. Like the, the, oh. the storytellers uh, over, I, th- I believe, is it Remedy that? Uh, Why don't you go ahead and look that one up? Yeah, right? I was right. Oh. Remedy Entertainment. Ha <laughs> ha. still works somewhat. But no, they. Plus the computer. They've done. Uh, well, I mean, I said it before I looked at it. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, 
I really enjoyed the first game. Mm. Did not beat it. A theme on this show. Indeed. Indeed. I, hey, I'm just fessing up. I'm being honest. It's I, great. I, Rest honesty is the best policy. It is indeed, Steve. But I do look forward to the next-gen experience because the first game I was, I was playing, I was really... I mean, the graphics engine is no slouch. It was really impressive when it came out. I want to say on the Xbox 360. Hmm. So I I'm, say so. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing um, the next-gen treatment with Alan Wake Dose. And I think you're gonna, <laughs> you would really like it, honestly, because you... At least when you were younger, like you played a lot of those types of games in that genre. Played them to death. You got the radio cackling, or not cackling. <laughs> <laughs> the radio's going, <laughs> like, why am I holding on to this? Yeah, exactly. No, you you, uh, you have the, the radio crackling at you, and you got your flashlight, and you're in a lot of fog, and got to take out some, uh, well, you know, abominations coming at you. Pyramid so. heads. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So is it Alan Wake or? Alan awakes again. I don't know. Alan reawoken. Alan insomniac. <laughs> no idea, Steve. <laughs> no idea. Anyway, looking forward to that. Armored Core Six by oh. From Software. Yeah. So this is one of the more riskier. I say riskier in the sense that like mm. neither one of us have played the previous Armored Core games. Right. We are just going off of the fact that, hey, the From Software titles that we have played have been outstanding. So now looking at like a, a Mech Warrior type of title, it might just be uh, the cat's meow. I would say so. Um, precisely what you said. I mean, when it said, when it goes From Software and you heard the crowd, go like, yeah. I was kind of one of those people. Yes. I was like, I've never played before. But I want to because the last game was on my list for top games of 2022. Yeah. And if they put as much hard work into Armored Core as they do with Elden Ring, then it's probably going to be the bomb.com. Mm-hmm. No pun intended there either. Indeed, Steve. Indeed. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think that it's going to be a nice change up from mm. what I've played with the other farm software games. But at the same time, I'm sure the difficulty will be crazy. I just think it's going to be cool to have, I don't know, a different, and we've done like the whole sword play thing with, I mean, for me, like with Sekiro shadows die twice and then Elden ring. So it's gonna be nice to get into like a nice mech with uh, huge weapons and missile launchers and some crazy agility and that sort of, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Could be. Blowing stuff up. Wrecking fools. Mm-hmm. There he is. Well, and again, it makes me curious, like, what, what's the graphics engine going to look like for something like that? Because it's a different aesthetic altogether. You're not doing it the is, fantasy Russ. thing. You're yeah. doing more of the, you know, hard surface sci-fi type stuff. That's a fantasy, too. For you. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the next game that I have on my list yeah. is actually ironic because you're not too excited about ah, it. Here we go again, Ross. What is it? Forza Motorsport. Uh, yeah, that one. You see, Forza and many other racing games, I've said this many a time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they look better, but you're always on the same tracks. All the same tracks, yeah. All the same tracks. And so that loses some originality because like, hey, you want to guess what? What? 
We're going to Laguna Seca. We were there the last six games, you know. Yeah, and we're going back, baby. Uh, like, okay, but 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 the other playground is outside, and it's in Mexico. I want to go there. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, you've become spoiled. Very much a a. Uh, uh, Forza Horizon yes. game fan, right? Which I don't blame you for. I mean, I, I too am a huge Forza Horizon fan as well. I just haven't purchased a Forza Motorsport game mm. since probably five. Yeah, Forza Motorsport five, and they came out with six and seven, and then this one. They actually they they're not doing the number thing anymore. They just are calling it Forza Motorsport. But I have always enjoyed. Um, kind of going through that revisitation of those tracks like you're talking about. Plus, every time they they do a new sequel of the game, they add on additional tracks from around the world. So it's not like you're stuck in just like, say, the United States, for instance, like Laguna Seca. You actually can go on this world tour and go to these um, real-life tracks. Yeah. And honestly, it's I kind of equate it to like a football game. Right. Like if you play John Madden 2022, right. Or 23 or whatever that you're still playing at the same stadiums throughout the United States, you know, based on the teams that you're playing against. John Madden with Brett Favre. Oh, look at him go this way and that way. And then boom, tough acting to acting. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is that like the football fans, they don't care. They actually want to be in those stadiums oh, and, and they look forward to seeing what kind of, bump in graphics fidelity yeah. each of those different stadiums has had. It's not like they're like, well, I want to I wanna play football in Mexico. <laughs> and I think it's the same thing when it comes to Forza Motorsport <laughs> is that I think there are fans of the racing genre that just, you know, they love going to those real life locations and sure, that sort of thing. Now, in my view, I will purchase every Forza Horizon game that comes out mm. as long as they keep pushing forward and, and churning giving, them out. Yeah. Baby. In such a way where like they're, they're constantly innovating and mm. so forth with Forza Motorsport though. Like I'm fine with just getting a title and then skipping like the next two to three titles. And then maybe I'll buy like the next one after that. But like those games are so big. Like if you think about like how many cars are so in it, big. the, the careers that they have oh, in there, man. I never beat a Forza game. Like I, I sit there and I put, tons of hours into it as I play. Mm. But then it's kind of like, okay, well now the next Forza game's out. So I guess I'll play that one. So, but maybe it'll be available on game pass. Oh yeah. Well, and then, um, you won't have to buy it. That's right. Yeah. Well, it will be available on game pass, which means even you can play it. Steve, you don't have to worry about paying any money. You just download Except it for the play. 15 bucks a month. Well, you know, Better than 70. That is a good point. Spider-Man 2 for PS5. Insomniac is going to be releasing the, the, the true sequel to one of my favorite games, especially when it comes to uh, superhero type games. I would say Insomniac Spider-Man is right up there with uh, Rocksteady's Batman games. Oh, man, that was a great game. Was a great game. You beat that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic story. Wonderful web slinging mechanics. swinging around town. Yeah. Just like almost falling and going because splat on the asphalt. Then go, yeah. 
and then launching right back up in the air. And the number of villains in the game. Lots of them. There are tons of them. And the crazy thing is, we didn't actually see all of the villains that is in Spider-Man's world in the first game. That's what blows my mind. That's the kind of thing that like, people ask me, hey, Russ, you know, who, who are your favorite comic book uh, heroes? You're like, which comic books do you like the most? And I'll tell them, I'll say Batman and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And the, one of the reasons that, that they both share is that their whole roster of villains is, first of all, it's super original. And also, too, like, they're, they're completely diverse. They, they're interesting. They're fascinating. They're not like these cheap knockoffs that are forgettable or whatever. It's like each and every villain to me is captivating. And I think that's what helps to really make those worlds even more of a fun place to, to read about or in this instance, play. Play about. Mm. Mm. Got any comments for that, Steve? <laughs> nah. Why don't you give me some comments? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Rose is getting I feel like I saw all of the enemies in the first game. Did you see Venom? Was he in the first game? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like, when when you said that, you said oh, all the we didn't even see all the enemies in the first game. As Correct. if like there was more to see, and then we just didn't see them. No, no, no. I'm saying like as you went through the entire yeah. game, that you were introduced to a really healthy amount of villains that exist in, in Spider-Man's world. However, having said that, Insomniac still didn't utilize or use mm. all of the villains that nah, right. exist in oh, Spider-Man. Okay. Like, Spider-Man has like hands down, I would say the Lots only exception, the only only other comic book hero that has uh, a roster of villains that, that can stand almost toe-to-toe with Spidey is Batman. That's right. They are getting, I don't know his name, Russ. I can look it up though. Hmm. The voice actor... Well, he's not really a voice actor, but he's he's the actor who played in the horror movie Candyman. Oh, yes. So he has that like a real dark. I mean, he's perfect for I I mean, good choice. Good choice. For a Venom voice. Great choice. <clears throat> Great choice. Banging the table quite a bit there, Steve. That's what I do around here. The people who listen to the show instead of watching, they're gonna be annoyed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I for one am definitely yeah. looking forward to seeing this particular title. It's great. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Great, right? So good. Ah, uh, so good. <clears throat> oh yeah. Replaced. The heck is that? So replaced is that 2.5D side scroller pixel game that's kind of like that cyberpunk world. You've you were really excited about I it. Think well I think I was. Yeah, keep talking about it, Russ. I think I know what you said. <laughs> Beautiful. That's beautiful indeed. Replaced. <clears throat> so replaced is where you are, you know, it's like the whole side scroller thing. You run around, you got a trench coat on. The the lighting setup in the game is really cool looking, especially when you combine it with the, ah. the pixel art. Yeah. Yes. You remember it now, Steve? Yeah, that one looked good. It does look good. It did look good, right? So I don't know what month. That game is coming out. I assume it's probably going to be like third or fourth quarter of 2023. But that is a game also, like once again, I've always been a big fan of 
the the whole like side scroller, especially when it's 2.5D. And this has been a title that has also been delayed for a few years now. I mean, I remember them first showing that off. I want to say it was 2020, maybe 2021, but I think the first time we got, we actually saw anything was 2020 and then it just kind of disappeared for a while. And then it finally reemerged. I want to say last year with an updated trailer. And so I'm sold. Like I, I will buy that day one when it comes out. And I think um, really the only kind of question that I have is, how does it play? Because everything else about it is totally up my alley. I'm a big cyberpunk genre fan. And I just think that um, in this type of, of game, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. May. No, that's not right. Um, it was scheduled for May, but that's kind of a toss up. Um, a lot of the work's been done in Ukraine. Might have to do with the uh, delays. That's probably it. Yeah. I didn't realize it was uh, it was being developed in Ukraine. Yeah, well, I do not fault them at all for the delays because, you know, when another country is invading your country, <laughs> it sucks. Delays. Anyway, can't wait for that. And then finally on the list, last but not least, Stellar Blade. And that was the one that has that incredible graphics engine um, the, the main character is, is kind of like a female Asian protagonist. She's got that really futuristic sci-fi greenish looking suit that she wears and she's got all kinds of weapons. How do you not remember this? I'm trying, Russ. I'm trying. <sighs> Look it up on your freaking phone. I gotta grab it. Stellar plate. The name does sound familiar, Russ. Wasn't that availed at the latest show? Like, Latest showcase? It was unveiled first, I want to say, in 2021, and then we had an updated trailer in, in 2022. But anyway, it's a third-person action game. It's, you know, totally got the the uh, high-fidelities, pre-rendered cinematics, and some of the in-game cinematic stuff that's sort of reminiscent of, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake in a way. But you're battling all kinds of huge bosses and you've got these like outrageous moves and techniques and power ups and stuff. And like, I don't know, I'm, I, I was sold the first time, even before they came out with the name because I don't think they had uh, settled on a name yet. I was completely sold. I was like, I cannot wait to play this game. I think it's a, a real looker of a game. I think the, the gameplay looks super tight and uh, fast. So I'm in. That is absolutely fantastic, Ross. Well, uh, the game does look pretty good. Uh, this is a lot of CG, but the CG does there you look go. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, she's running there. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Um, well, that's great, Ross. Yeah, yeah. That should be exciting. And I don't remember if, you know, I will actually, while I'm thinking about it, because I don't want to, I don't want to lead our viewers and listeners astray, Steve. But I'm curious to know um, which platforms. I'm going to say PS5. That's what I'm thinking, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let's see. One thing that is set in stone is that Stellar Blade will be a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. Well, there you go. You'll have another PS5 game 
In your library, Steve. In my library. Got to move some stuff out to mm. put the... Well, no, actually, no. Because I, <laughs> I have a digital PS5. So there is no storing of oh. any game on the PS5. So Just you, for Xbox. You're doing it all in the cloud. The PlayStation cloud, as it were, huh? Well, actually, no, it's not the cloud. Uh, well, maybe it is. I don't know. It's not really... Because if I had the cloud, I would have no problem transferring the games I've already downloaded from one system to the other. So it ain't the cloud. It's just a oh. hard drive or whatever it is. Interesting, Steve. That's it, Russ. Interesting, indeed. Save your pennies and save your dimes. That's 17 games you're going to have to buy. 17. If all 17 games get released, it's going to be a banner of a year. Honestly, I mean, there is a lot to enjoy with that. I mean, that's 17 titles, as far as I'm concerned, all of which are very interesting to me. Uh, I'm very excited for. Mm. But the question remains, No, yeah. are certain ones going to get pushed yet again into 2024? Oof. And if so, how many? Because, uh, you know, I do think it's, it's not out of the question. I'll mm. put it that way. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't Seven, know. 17 times 70 or 17 times 60. Who knows what they're going to charge us? Mm. What's that number? I don't know. Yeah, fast math. It's going to be like... Mm. Well, some of them are on Game Pass too. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's... I don't know. I think that uh, if they all stick to their schedules, we will be probably having at least one of those titles drop each month, if not two. And that's... Yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic <laughs> for the gaming community. Doesn't yeah. matter which system you own. There Man. are... Heavy hitters coming out, Steve. That's right. That is right, indeed, Steve. Well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. We really thank you for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we do invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it financially helps us continue doing the podcast. Also, make sure you click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you... We'll not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week each week. And while you're at it, you could do a search for at Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. Last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We look forward to getting back together with all of you again next week when we give our impressions on Dead Space Remake. We'll see you then.